And welcome to the 75th Chamber, this is Mike, and you're listening to episode 24. So where have I been for a year? I wouldn't call it hiding, but I've been away from podcasting. Cancel culture and quick opinions could really ruin a person's reputation. So I took a break, I reassessed myself, watched how they were canceling people left and right, and sat back and wondered if I wanted to get back into this. My conclusion was fuck them. If they want to cancel me, they can cancel me. If they want to take me off their platforms, they can do so. But I refuse to keep my mouth shut on issues I feel are important. Am I controversial? Yes. Have I made mistakes? Yes. But I will not tiptoe and conform on what the liberal communist party expects out of people. So if I pissed off people in the past, I want to say expect more. Our nation fell on unprecedented times that only the elite could have predicted, or maybe planned. The situation that we're in was a perfect storm of sorts. It was originally planned when they introduced the Real ID, a law that would give the most crooked agencies oversight on our every move. With that law, the government gained control to use and exploit us into operating and utilizing our influence to control the thinking of others ultimately doing the work for them. Now many of the words I just used in that sentence comes from the definition of the word manipulate. By the year 2023, all U.S. citizens will need to upgrade their driver's license to the real ID. This is a TSA acceptable form of identification that allows you to fly domestically and enter federal buildings. This was passed in 2005 under Bush to help the global war on terror, following the 9-11 attacks. Even though there's been 13 years of delays, every president since has backed up the law. The Real ID is an excellent tracking tool for the feds, but the ACLU pledges to fight this till the end. In some states, it's just too late, because people gave in too early. Now we move on to medical and recreational use of marijuana. It was passed on almost every ballot it appeared on. Even though it's still illegal on a federal level, they were able to slip in a passage that infringed on our rights. That means in some states you can't have a medical marijuana card if you own guns with an LTC or FID. You have to give up one, the marijuana or the guns. And of course, the cancer patient, for example, will give up his or her right to carry to help their quality of life, since the FDA makes it almost impossible for those suffering with pain to get medication that helped them for decades. They force them to choose between a better quality of life over defending one's life from criminals and or the government itself. Now we come into more current times. COVID strikes the nation. 1% death rate, but it's enough to ruin families forever. What the actual COVID numbers are, we'll never know. Because at the beginning of the crisis, any patient with an upper respiratory issue was added to the list of COVID patients. It is reported in some states that even non-COVID-related deaths were logged in as COVID deaths. This helped the agenda and funding from the pandemic grants. As many politicians say... No good tragedy goes to waste, and this one didn't. Now before COVID started, you remember Facebook has been attacked from both the left and right side of the aisle. A platform that is known to track your every move and steal important data from you. 
one that eliminated free speech in a matter of months. This was a dream machine for the NSA, CIA, FBI. But now the elite knows Facebook is now a smaller piece of the puzzle. It's like the punter of a championship team. Yes, they can win the game, but the impact is small now that the offense and defense are powered up. So what exactly boosted the offense and defense? Well, that's more control. And what is more control in this situation? That happens to be the vaccine passport. That's a database of citizens that are subordinate to the elite structure put in place. Those that follow the rules will be allowed to work, be entertained, receive benefits, have no issues obtaining health care, and God knows what will happen to those that refuse the vaccine and what list they'll be put on. The vaccine passport will become the perfect database on American citizens on top of other tools they put in place. So why was the real ID delayed two years ago? They say it was due to COVID, and I believe them, because they want to implement it into the ID that you've been vaccinated. If you have the real ID right now, if you look on the upper right corner, you'll see a star that indicates that it is a federal ID, that it is the real ID. So now they're probably going to put a vaccinated icon on there. This will allow you to get in certain areas, venues, or maybe receive rations in the future. You gotta keep in mind, the real ID was once a conspiracy theory that the government denied once rumors were leaked about it. So by rights, anything is possible when it comes to the real ID and what it will be used for. Now let's switch gears here a little bit. Our government will never re-add education on communism into the schools again. In the 80s, during the Cold War, we were taught the dangers of communism. But now it is almost accepted and wanted as a form of government. A large majority of college students are open to socialism and Marxism due to the fact that radical professors plague our campuses. And don't think for one moment that wasn't done by design. Every generation has dragged us further away from patriotism. Today, in the early years, kids are taught that you can have patriotism, and that they can be patriotic as long as they rebel against the nation and have violent protest, but condemn other violent protests with violent protests if they don't align with your agenda. The power of free thought is amazing. And it shows how weak-minded the newer generation has become. In schools, history is very important. But for a decade now, we've seen more signs of history being erased or rewritten. The statues are being vandalized or destroyed because they just realized some were slave owners. I'm not a fan of destroying history, whether it's good or bad. In fact, I think all these statues should be placed in a museum with historical documents so people can study that specific person. Discover who the person was, what they did, why they owned slaves, who their slaves were, put a name and face to them. No one seems to want to discover the fact that slavery's been in place from the beginning of time, and it still goes on to this day. In the past, it was so widespread and just as common as we use cell phones today. A hundred years from now, they'll be looking back at us and blaming us for abusing AI and using gas-powered cars. 
We cannot blame anyone now for the sad past. We can only do what we can to stop it from happening again. And that's why we cannot erase history. History is very important to us. I cannot stress it enough. Whether it's good or bad, it's still important. But does our government really want to prevent history from repeating itself? Well, for the land of the free, I don't feel so free anymore. I feel they're dividing us and slowly enslaving us. If you talk to anyone from the former USSR, they'll tell you that we're slowly falling prey to communist rule. They won't tell you it's the beginning. They'll tell you we're at a quarter of the way in. Right now, it's almost like our educational system is like Hitler's youth camps. And the vaccine passport, similar to the Nazi citizen paperwork. Then you look at former communist Romania. They remember the government slowly cutting off the food supply chain. And that led to rations being given out to select citizens. The others had to secretly grow crops, hunt, or find food in the trash. In Venezuela, people had to resort to cooking and eating their family pets or stray animals. Many got sick eating wild rats. That was all due to socialism. And that was recently. But people ask, can that happen in the United States? It's already happening. Cargo is waiting in the waters. Most of it has gone bad. The workers refuse the vaccine. They can't work, so they can't unload them. So instead of the government lifting a mandate for them, they'd rather see empty shelves and people paying five times the price just to make a point. You either do as we say, or you suffer. As always, the government just wants the rich to get richer. During the COVID lockdown, the country saw an increase of retail investors on the stock market. They bought stocks in companies that they felt would bounce back after the pandemic. But right now, hedge funds are manipulating the values of hundreds of stocks, and the SEC won't investigate it, because most of the politicians are investors too. This is exactly how China runs its own stock market. If a stock jumps in price, it's only owned on dark pools, not the market. So like I said, the rich get richer, and we're putting money into a system they manipulate. We have to end politicians trading on the stock market. It's simple as that. I understand that they have a right to do so like every other citizen, but they're a little too close to Wall Street. So we know the politicians are in our pockets. The IRS has to be alerted if we take out a certain amount of money at a time. They want to know where we go, what we do, what we read, and what we're learning. It reminds me of something. The book 1984. If you read it, you know what I'm talking about. You know, back on the vaccine, it just amazes me that we're forced to take a vaccine. That when it's added to the body... The red blood cells lose their oxygen-carrying capacity, and the red blood cells then start to clot. When the vaccine came out while Trump was president, the Democrats said it correctly. They said, unquote, the vaccine could do more damage than the virus long-term. But how quickly that stance changed when the administration changed hands and Biden became president. None of the Democrats wanted to take the Trump shot. But now they're forcing us, and they are exempt. Yeah, you heard that right. Biden's mandate does not apply to Congress, those who work for Congress, postal workers, the federal court system. But keep in mind, 
the postal workers spent big money on Biden's campaign. It's a huge conflict of interest right there, but nobody wants to look into it or ask any questions. Now back to Orwell's book in 1984. What it taught us is that power and tyranny are made possible through the use of words and how they're mediated. The book taught us that humanity is weak. Some are braver than others, but they can still be broken down and controlled in time. The book is dangerous to the elite. That's why they tried banning it so many times. They then stopped trying to ban the book once they noticed the newer generations no longer care where their country is heading, as long as they have the internet and simple objects to keep them busy. So give the masses of people weed to distract them. Take their guns. Infringe on their freedoms in the name of national security. Force them into receiving a vaccine. Control and monitor their every move. Impose harsh penalties or imprisonment for not obeying. And gain power through fear. Now does that really sound like a constitutional republic to you? Our media is state-ran. Censorship and cancel culture has shut the opposition up. And in some cases, a bullet has also. Now, if people feel more comfortable getting a vaccine to fight the virus, they should go and do it. At the same time, if people feel more comfortable not getting the virus, they shouldn't be forced or treated differently. Vaccinated people should trust in the shot. And if they really believe it works, then unvaccinated people are not a threat to them. You see, pro-abortion is chanted, my body, my choice, and they are applauded. And anti-vaxxer chants the same, and they're attacked. The government wants to work around religious exemption, and that basically infringes on the freedom of religion. How can one practice their religion if the government is forcing them to do something they don't believe in? And why is the Supreme Court even allowing this to happen? It's a complete overreach. If a 1% death rate can shut down the entire planet, then less than 1% can stand up and say no. You see, neither the government, the CDC, nor who gives a shit about you. Dr. Fauci lied on multiple occasions on what the virus was. So why should we trust anything they say now? I believe the lockdown was a test on how they can run a police state. And now they're implementing moves to introduce a police state without looking like one. This country is part of the Nuremberg Code of 1947. The U.S. and many other countries are breaking that treaty. This should be a focal point in the Supreme Court at this time. You cannot tell me that this vaccine is the first man-made medication that is so universal everyone gets the same minor side effects. You know, just some pain on the arm, redness, swelling, nothing more. Everyone is the same. Just take the shot and carry on with your life. But for a shot that just contains fat, sugar, and salt, why would Pfizer try to seal the ingredients for 55 years? Why was the Johnson & Johnson vaccine halted after a high number of blood clotting cases and heart-related deaths? I mean, after all, the experts say that the ingredients in the vaccine can be found in our own kitchen. You know, many people are allergic to aspirin, blood pressure medication, sulfur, dyes, vitamin, bullshit, and lies. So how can they deny any serious allergic reactions to these vaccines? Some people can't handle certain things. 
And we're seeing this now, more and more cases are popping up that the media is hiding. Or should I say state-ran media? So in that case, people should have a choice. Vaccinated or non-vaccinated, they shouldn't be punished in any way, no matter what their decision is. And I stand by those words. Forcing an experimental drug into your body is a human rights violation. We're allowed to refuse the flu shot and any other vaccine and keep our jobs. So why is this so different? Is there something within the vaccine that changes us? Do the ingredients damage our DNA? Like I said, we won't know for another 55 years, and most of us will be dead, including the company's chairman, so there'll be nobody to sue. What will they find in five and a half decades from now? Again, look at history. This is the reason why it can't be destroyed as a perfect example. Because at one time, heroin was sold over the counter. Cocaine was sold to soothe stomachs. All mistakes by the medical community. What if this is also a mistake? I'm not the only person that thinks this way, so why are we being silenced for having genuine concerns? I totally understand this is a deadly virus. I almost lost my mother to COVID. My entire family caught COVID. Friends and their loved ones fought or lost someone to the virus. But is the vaccine even working? A breakthrough COVID case means that COVID went past the vaccine's defense. So why can't we get updated data on breakthrough COVID cases? They don't really want to talk about those breakthrough COVID cases. It's like they're hiding something from us, rushing us to get the vaccine before some sort of mystery deadline. The CDC actually studied 469 cases out of Massachusetts. Out of them, 346 patients were vaccinated. Both groups had the same virus load and were equally contagious. It is a fact the vaccine does not prevent you from getting the virus. That is a fact. The CDC says it. They say that all it does is build up your immune system, and that's not even 100%. They have no idea if the vaccine even builds an immunity to the virus. Israel published a huge study that states the vaccines are only 40% effective. So as you can see, there's still a lot of questions. And again, I stress, I'm not here to tell you not to get the vaccine. I'm trying to make a point that we should have a choice and it's okay to be skeptical. There should be complete transparency on what we're putting in our bodies. The more the government hides from us, the closer we become a communist country. The more they force on us, the more control they have over us. And before you know it, we have no choice, no freedom, no human rights. Who will fight back then? If you look back, I covered so much on the autonomous zones during the election period and watched how the government let them stay for so long. And in sitting here... I'm imagining what the government would do if we started a non-vaccinated autonomous zone that spanned blocks of the city. Would they say it's our right like they did with them? Would the government debate the freedom and choice to claim land and call it our own instead of our own rules and security force? Would they allow us to burn down police stations and other federal buildings? Would they give us that same respect and same rights that they gave those terrorists? I don't think they would. 
I think they would instantly send in the National Guard and rush us out or arrest us all. Because what we'd be doing goes against their agenda. Following the agenda is the key right now. And what exactly is that agenda? Well, we can debate that for years. But I have a good feeling it has to do with introducing Marxism and communism, like I mentioned in this podcast. And at some point, somehow, we need to stand up and fight back. Well, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, God bless and stay safe.